Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. If you go that direction, we're going to bomb you. You go this direction, it's okay. Okay, okay, fine, fine. What's the direction? Oh, two ways. You can go to either Russia or you can go to Belarus. Afternoons 4 to 7 after Dave Ramsey. Oh, so basically my options are being Russian-Ukrainian, Russian-Belarusian, or Russian-Russian. Those are my options. Yes, that's your option. You cannot leave our grasp. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You are listening to Winning with Mainstay. The opinions expressed on this edition of Pensacola Expert Panel are not necessarily those of News Radio 92.3 AM 16:20, but rather the opinions of the sponsor, Mainstay Financial Services, with host Bob Burgi. <laughs> Information provided on Winning with Mainstay Financial is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to be specific financial advice for individuals. All information presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representation is made to its accuracy. Views presented are those of Mainstay Financial and host Bob Burgi and do not necessarily represent the view of Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC. Alpha Star Capital Management is an SEC registered investment advisor. Registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor or investment advisor representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Opinions expressed are subject to change and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. You should consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Now, here's Bob Burgi. Good morning. This is Bob Burgi, and I'm here with Jenna. I'm here with Katie. Good morning. And I'm here with our special guest today, John David Ellis. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right. Yeah, back by popular demand. <laughs> I think we had John on here, what was it, Jenna, about a year ago? It was late summer, I was think. It? Oh, yeah. okay. Late summer. Almost back, a year back ago. Back when gas was $2 <laughs> a gallon. Oh, the good old days. A pack days. of t-shirts was 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> a pack of t-shirts. <laughs> Okay, a pack of T-shirts. Oh my goodness! I usually hear a yes. loaf of bread, a Everything gallon of milk. Everything has gone up. That's dog right. food. It was hard to find. I almost like fought an old lady off today for dog food, <laughs> and it was like five dollars yeah. uh, marked up. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Back in the good days. Yeah, when things were cheap. How about real estate? Was real estate cheap back then? Yeah. Well, no. real estate was still expensive back then. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I bet you're I, getting killed at the pump right now, aren't you? Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm. I drive what you drive. We're the smart guys, right? What do it, you drive, Tess? Uh, you drive it. Tesla model, model Y. Model yeah. Y. Okay. All right. Yeah, We're not here to talk so about much. cars. Yeah. <laughs> Shame us all over yeah. here, right, Katie? <laughs> right. Well, you know, Tesla raised its prices twice in one month. I believe it. Yeah, and you know why? Because they can. Okay. So uh, today we're talking about real estate with John David Ellis. Uh, let me tell you about John. Uh, John, you're a native of Pensacola, right? I am, yeah. Born and raised, FSU grad. Um, he is the broker and owner of Voyage Real Estate and Porch Property Management. Uh, he began his career in real estate in 2012, 10 years. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that because I've known John uh, I've known John since he was 18 years old. Yeah. So that's a, that's a long time. 
getting old. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, he has helped. He has he's helped create you know j- this great brand, this great company in both property management and as a real estate broker. Um, he's been named Entrepreneur of the Year by uh, the Studer uh, Community Institute. Yep. Is that right? And um, and was a finalist uh, for the 30 Under 30 in 2020. But anyway, uh, great guy, great friend, and it's always good to have you on. I, I wanted to tell our listeners that uh, uh, we had him on about a year ago, uh, a little less than a year ago, and we got so many comments about, and, and I think everybody loves real estate, can identify with real estate, but we you know we got away from the things that uh, Katie and I talk about, like taxes, um, Roth conversions, <laughs> right. uh, you know, all the, the estate planning. Anyway, but that's okay. But, uh, John, let's open it up. Tell us what's going on in real estate these days. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, since the last time I was on the show, you know, then we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, looming uh, interest rates, r- the rise in, in interest rates. And, you know, I think at the time the uh, Federal uh, Reserve Chair was kind of telegraphing, hey, we're going to raise rates, mm-hmm. and so here we are. R- yeah. r- rates have risen and will continue to rise. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's going to have an impact on, on a lot of things, but in particular real estate. Right. And it's interesting because the rise in interest rates is really designed to uh, uh, mitigate inflation. You right. Know? To, to stem inflation but you're right you know you're increasing something to uh address something that's that's rising so uh anyway that is the that's the logic behind it but uh, but of course it affects anybody that's in the market or looking to purchase a home it affects the sellers because all of a sudden your asking price just went up if you're dealing with somebody that is planning on financing the home yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we're watching it happen in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of just anecdotally, we've uh, sort of seen the impact with, uh, in particular, new construction. You know, you have someone who puts a property under contract uh, six months prior, and they're waiting, you know, for construction to be completed before they close on the home. Um, and so we've had a few contracts recently fall out right? Uh, because the the cost of the mortgage has gone up with the rise in interest rates. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, uh, again, this is Bob Burgey with Mainstay Financial. If you have any questions, uh, any comments or a story you'd like to share about anything, we are talking about real estate today with John David Ellis of Voyage Real Estate. But uh, our number here, 850-437-1620. Give us a call about anything. Uh, John, let's... uh, Let's talk about interest rates um, a little bit more. You talked about a year ago, well, three years ago, five years ago, everybody was saying the same thing. Interest rates are going up. And you know what? You can keep saying that, and, and eventually you're right. But it just didn't happen as quickly as we thought. Uh, it wasn't over the next couple of months. It was years and years later. Now, of course, we had our first in, uh, interest rate hike this month. Uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, 25 basis points. Um, word on the street is that the next interest rate hike is going to be 50 basis points, and we, we'll see about that, uh, possibly as soon as April. Um, is, there any, is there any measure 
or has have they ever conducted a study that a 1% rise in interest rates or a 50 basis point rise in interest rates affects real estate sales by this much, by whatever percent? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, someone out there that has. I, I went to school for English, right? So uh, oh. uh, when it comes to numbers, uh, you know, I, I struggle a little bit. But, um, I, you know, just being in the market, uh, you see um, effectively rates are today, you know, because the mortgage industry has, has reacted. Um, and I think maybe reacted a, a little too strongly. We're, we're seeing rates today where they were in November of 2018. That's mm-hmm. when I bought my first house in November of 2018. And so rates are at, you know, uh, we had someone quoted a 4.6% interest rate. Um, right now? That was last week. Okay. Yep. Um, Katie and I uh, teach a class at uh, Pensacola State College, and one of the one of our students, um, and actually the class is called uh, financial survival for retirement, and so a lot of it, a lot of the attendees are, um, or students in the class are folks that are contemplating retirement or getting to that age. But um, uh, one of the ladies in the class has spent 30 years in the mortgage in- industry, and she said that their 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rates were 4.875. Yep. Um, and interestingly enough, Katie just bought a house. Um, and Katie closed on it, what, six weeks ago? Yeah, prob- probably. Six oh, weeks, maybe seven a weeks little ago. More, yeah, yeah, maybe eight maybe weeks a ago. More than that. But you locked in at 3.75, right? I think right at that. Wow. Yeah, yeah just in very short order. Yeah. Rates have, have gone up dramatically. And, and the broader implication is, you know, if it costs more to borrow money you can't afford to pay as much right for the right. house right so it's going to put downward pressure um on on the top line number yeah um so you asked about has a study been conducted you know i think there are so many factors that it's it's kind of hard to isolate yeah um because the other biggest thing is we're at the lowest uh supply we have the lowest amount of inventory mm-hmm. that we've had um, in quite some time. You said that a year ago. And we're even lower <laughs> now, really? believe it or not. Yeah. And they're just building like crazy. Uh, you know? Construction can't keep up. I mean, the market yeah. is absorbing the supply as, as quick as, as it's brought to market. So. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, when I ask you about has any study been conducted, you know, along those lines, you know, when interest, in, in my business, when interest rates go up, bond values go down okay there's an inverse relationship i would think the same is true with interest rates and real estate not not the price okay um but uh possibly um the number of closings or you know um sure you know it it it, it just prices everything higher yeah i think in the short term we're gonna see um a a slight drop in sales Mm -hmm. um and and I would say number of units, not sales volume, right? Because I think prices are such that the volume is going to remain relatively consistent. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know the trouble is when you're at such a critically low supply. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again the lowest uh, in more than 12 months and you know probably going back years um, for inventory you know that kind of mitigates uh, any drop in price with with interest rates yeah yeah so yeah the the supply is so limited right now that you're still going to have closings and maybe it won't hurt but you may not have as many closings because of the supply right I I don't want to turn this into me begging for for (laughs) listings but we really do need more supply yeah yeah (laughs) I agree um and that that's why is supply so low or like are a lot of people moving here I think that's part of it. Um, you yes, know, Katie, you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I've you're got part a, of the problem. I've got another question. Yeah, and answer that for Katie. But no, you we're know, glad building, that you're here. Thank yeah, you glad, so much. Glad to have you back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Katie. So Thanks. if you uh, – okay, so go ahead and answer that, and then I've got a follow-up question. I mean, is it because so many people are moving here? Because I have never seen – so much construction mm-hmm. as right now sure. in Pensacola, Florida. So when you say, you know, supply is an issue, I mean, you know, and, and it's not like they just started building these homes. They've been doing it for, for several years. Yeah, but, but you have to go back to, you know, as far back as, say, like 2008, right? So if construction is a faucet, that faucet has been turned off mm-hmm. for a long time. And we're trying to, you know, fill up a swimming pool here. And we only turned that faucet on really, you know, maybe 2016, 2017. Okay. We've been yeah. underbuilding, you know, so for more than So you're saying we're still trying to catch up from 2008. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that's nationwide. Okay. And then with everything changing in throughout the United States and more and more people moving to Florida and seeing a lot of what we have to offer here, especially individuals from California who want the beach, they want nice right. weather, they're moving here. They also see our prices are like half of what you would pay in California. They're like, this is supreme. We hit the gold mine, but really yeah. people here are trying to catch up as well. And we're, we're one of, uh, I believe, six states that have no state income tax. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a big driving factor. Um, and what are know, the other states, John? Uh, Give me Texas, one. Tennessee. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, good job. Alaska. Alaska. Washington State. Okay. And I'm missing one. Is it, it's like Listeners, South if you Dakota can come up Wyoming. with this. Uh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh. You cheated, though. You. Wow. <laughs> Google. What? Wow. I have the most perfect brain. Are you serious? <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. I learned something I mean, today. that's really fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well... But you really want to come to Florida, right? And and I would say there's there's one other factor. Um, so in addition to all the folks moving mm-hmm. to Florida, um, if you're you know if you live in Pensacola, and you're thinking, okay, I want to downsize, or or maybe right. you're saying I want to buy a, a bigger home, um, it's really tough right now to sell the home that you have and afford, you know, the the step up, right? Right. So a lot of people, they're kind of looking at it and they're like, well, my my house is, you know, paid down X amount. I'm just I'm going to sit tight, you know, until I see inventory uh, pick up. So a lot of people are staying in place. Yeah. All right. Well, so is it also that f- the fear of uh, rising interest rates, too? Like, I feel like that could set people back. I know, like I, I get a knock on my door almost weekly somebody asking if i'd like to sell my home sure right and and we haven't even talked about the mail we're getting 
you know, moving around within Pensacola with the high prices. Yeah. You mean like or they could be make able, money they can off their sell and downsize. Well, I think, but you're saying because of because I'm like actively interest rates looking too, just as an <laughs> as an individual, and I'm not ready to to move yet. But I like to kind of keep my eye on what's going on the market. I have a ton of friends who are real estate agents, and they're like, "Can we just come over and take a look around your There's house?" There's at least four in this room right now. And yeah. so, <laughs> what's what's the address? <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a very it's a very we'll nice property. This I'll, I'll uh, get the uh, best offer. But um, the other thing is though, and I would like to talk about this. And if you have a question again, eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. We are talking real estate, but and like questions, concerns happening. We do have a phone call coming in. I want to go ahead and get that. Um, I believe it's our friend Jacques. Jacques from Gulf Breeze. Good morning. Do you have a question for Bob and John David? Yeah, just pursuant to what you were talking about with the bust in housing from 2008, I read something that uh, talked about that and said we're something like 4 million homes in the hole. In other words, that many need to be built to satisfy demand. And it's hard to think of any of that being done soon, you know, given sort of the, the, the boom and bust and, and, you know, things you can see, uh, you know, interest rates, but also this, these crazy things like COVID and, and all these other things. Oh, yeah. And they're dealing with supply chain constraints too, building the house. Oh, yeah. We, we're seeing that uh, locally um, to a large degree. I mean, you know, Bob speaking to um, the amount of construction that he's seen uh, locally. The reality is, even with what we're building, you know, it's it's not enough to keep up with the the demand. Right. Um, so you know, I think unfortunately, it's just one of those things. It's going to take time, right? Uh, as supply chain issues work themselves out, um, labor prices are really high right now. Um, so it is tough for, uh, particularly when we talk about you know affordability, it's tough for. Uh, developers to bring stuff to market right the cost of building the cost of labor supply chain issues so many things are driving the price up and that is all in just the uh, new construction space I yeah. mean even even with renovation I'm yeah. I'm currently renovating my kitchen and I went to a, a local cabinet company it's <laughs> gonna be 16 to 20 weeks for me to get cabinets oh gosh if my wife is listening right now <laughs> you're gonna get a call right after the show because um we are going through that exact same thing and it's so we're talking about the whole spectrum right we're talking about the person that just wants to improve their home versus you know a, a developer who's building a 150 unit apartment building yes right? okay so that's exactly what we're doing right now and just a, a quick story we ordered windows we're renovating a home Jenna goes by our, you know. I like to uh, run by yeah, it. Yeah, she runs by and checks in. Corner of. Uh, I keep an eye on corner it. Corner of Jackson and 11th, okay? Uh, renovating an old home that has been uninhabited for the last 20 years. Sounds so, like a dream. Anyway, we ordered windows in March of last year, a year ago. They got in in October. And they were the wrong color. No, no, they were the right color. Um, uh, well, okay. Again, you're listening to. Okay, we've got, okay, we've got another call. Thank you, Jenna. Um, uh, you're listening uh, to Bob, David, uh, John, David. Excuse me, David's on the phone. John, David, 
My daughter Katie and Jenna are hosts. And if you have any questions, again, comments or stories, please call. We do have David on the phone, but our number, listeners, is 850-437-1620. David, what do you got? Yes, we got a question here. Um, had a property dealings with, uh, with a relative brother back in the late 80s. I bought half a property from him and paid him uh, cash money to do that. And we never did any paperwork or anything, recorded anything other than just a, a receipt for the money and what it was to cover. But how do we go back and recreate a transaction like that? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I guess I'll lead with... Um, Is this adversarial at this point between you and your brother? Or does he agree that you bought half of it back in... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Everything's oh, yes, good. yes, he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that can yeah, be I fixed. I bought half his property in, to pay for him going to college. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll lead with I'm not an attorney um, and obviously can't, can't give you legal advice, but... Um, you know, if everything's uh, friendly and there's a mutual understanding, um, I would think that you could go to a, a local real estate attorney or a, a, a title company. Yeah, title company. Yeah. And they could uh, they could help you get uh-huh. that recorded. Yeah, you just need to record. So you never recorded, or excuse me, you never yeah. even drafted a deed, but you uh, the money exchanged hands and there's a meeting of the minds. But here... Uh, right. Years and years later, you, you want to go ahead and formalize it. Time, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. I would Isn't get a, there a way. You, I've heard there's a way you can go back and create the value of a property like 30 years ago. What stuff was appraised? Is that true? If if you if the money has already exchanged hands, you could go ahead and record it for that amount. They're now they're not going to. You know, they don't have a time machine where they can, you know, dial the clock back and have you as uh, one half owner going back all those years. But you go down and record yeah. it and uh, it'll be official that day that you record it. And that's yeah, that's right on that. What is it? Uh, uh, the basement of uh, what is it on Palafox where you uh, record the deeds of oh, the old uh, customs house? Yeah, the old customs house. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, there on right, right. Okay. If okay. if you're in Escambia right. County, of course. Where's the property? Indiana. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to have to find yeah, out where to record it in that county. Right. It might work a little bit differently there. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, I, and by the Thank way, you. the Thank person I would the person I would call, uh, whether it's a title company or real estate attorney, I would make sure there it's somebody in that county. Got you. Okay. Will do. Okay. Thanks for the call, right, David. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Bye-bye. David. And if you have another question, you want to squeeze it in. We might not be able to get to it before we go to a news break, but you can text it in 850-437-1620. Bob, what else do you want to cover before we go to the news? Well, I think some of the things we want to cover is, um, you know, the prospect of uh, what you're seeing in renting rental properties versus, uh, um, you know, owner-occupied dwellings uh what are you seeing on that front yeah i mean i think the rental market is more of the same right okay. the inventory is is very constrained there as well um and you know back to bringing units to market i mean it's it just takes time yeah. um so I'd, I'd i'd like to add um just real quick a, a, a great analogy that a local lender shared with me uh, his name is nate fain 
He talked about, you know, interest rates are, are basically like uh, seasons in Florida, right? Like, you know, we, ha we experienced low interest rates. Uh, you know, we had winter. Um, and then, you know, wanting to uh, appreciate those low interest rates, that was kind of like a, a Florida spring. We've, we've really just fast forwarded straight into summer with high interest rates. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, if they can uh, continue to rise um, and how that will uh, impact, you know, the, the lending market. Okay. Well, again, um, we have John David Ellis, uh, broker and owner of Voyage Real Estate here in Pensacola, Florida. We have Katie. And we have Jenna. Uh, we are going to take a break for news, but please call us 850-437-1620. Uh, Mark Jacobs, take it away. All right. Uh, Mark stepped out. Oh. Yes. Okay. We have a new face. We like to you switch it up. You all trick me every, <laughs> every so time. Uh, okay. It's John Pickens. He's going to give he, us a he, news he update. He just stepped up and waved. <laughs> <clears throat> but when we come back, we do have phone calls coming in, so I promise to get to them. Stay tuned. You're listening to Winning with Mainstay with Bob Burgi. I'm Jenna Barr. Stay tuned for a local news update. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with Your Money Now. Apple is reportedly scaling back production of its new budget iPhone SE due to weaker-than-expected demand. Nikkei Asia says Apple has asked suppliers to cut production of the $429 5G phone by about 2 million units, or 20% of the initial orders. Wells Fargo says its new credit card is the first to let the nation's 109 million renters pay their landlords each month while earning points and miles. Wells is partnering with Built Rewards on a MasterCard that can be used to make payments on any rental property in the U.S. without incurring transaction fees. The FDA says people aged 50 and up are eligible for a second COVID booster at least four months after their first booster. The CDC now has to sign off before the booster becomes available. On Wall Street, stocks posting strong gains. The Dow Industrials up 221. The Nasdaq's up a sharp 167. S&P 500 ahead 31. That's your money now. Paralyzed veterans, Sean Halstead and Noah Courier. I was Air Force from 93 to 98. I got hurt uh, practicing combat search and rescue, fell off a fast rope, um, so shattered L1 vertebrae. I don't know where I'd be without paralyzed veterans. I've only seen that now. Unite through struggle, you know, that's what the Marine Corps and service is all about. You, you get tight and those bonds just get stronger and stronger the more you struggle together and the, the harder the hardship. And um, I don't know if it gets any harder than being a quadriplegic. So, you know, we instantly bond. Paralyzed Veterans of America is a nonprofit and it gets no federal funding. And we provide every service free of charge to every veteran and caregiver that we support. Paralyzed Veteran and PVA Executive Director, Sherman Gillums Jr. Every life, every success, every recovery, it's tied to the initial investment you've had in us. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Dependable and local news and talk with Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay in the mornings. Oh, yeah, I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Joining us every Thursday at this Followed time. by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. Good morning. Good morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. 850-437. Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi. Right, your top three stories here on Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi. Rush you. And Lars Larson. Only on News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. 
are back. Thank you for the news. Uh, you're listening to Winning with Mainstay. This is Bob Burgi. I'm here with Jenna, our host. Good morning. Hi. Our hostess, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> we have Katie and we have John David Ellis, owner and broker, Voyage Real Estate and Porch Property Management. Thank you for being here. Yeah, All right. Here. And if you have any anything uh, we can answer for you, whether it has to do with real estate, investments, taxes, I think we can handle it with this uh, uh, with this group we have in front of us. Um, the number is 850-437-1620. All right. Uh, we have a call. Yes. Sue from Pensacola, you have a question for Bob this morning? Not a question, but I'd like to say something, and that is, I believe in Florida, when you buy your home, everyone qualifies for $25,000 off their taxes. And I'm a disabled vet. You get money off your taxes as well, home uh, property tax if you're disabled. Right. And the other thing is when we bought our home, now this is back in 1985, the interest was 10.95, and they had a state... uh, program where you could qualify and i think it was more than that if you didn't go into the uh, state program my question is do they have any kind of program like that now for anybody um so currently uh there is no reduction uh when it comes to interest rates um i mean i guess you could buy your rate down Right. You can buy your rate down with points, but you know I don't see that happening as much anymore. But I think you were talking at a about a uh, a program, a special program, Susan, possibly VA. I I don't know. You tell me. No, it was it was a state program back then. I okay. don't know what the interest was. I think it was like twelve percent or something back then. Okay. But uh, well, but we were since we never own a home, we were able to qualify for ten point nine five back then. And this know? was nineteen eighty five. So you know, no offense to anybody, but I had to laugh when you're talking about the interest now. When I oh, I know. looked at what we had to pay when we got our home, you know. Susan, so, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you on that. I I don't know if really you heard. It's really not that bad. It's really <laughs> not that bad even now. I don't think you know compared mm. to what we had to pay. May I ask Susan uh, or Sue what you paid for your home in 1985? Fifty-two five, and it went up <laughs> five hundred in a month after we closed. That's amazing. Wow. So you know, houses were still going up back then. So you're sitting but, on a gold um, mine right now. Yeah, and everybody wants to buy it, but I, I don't want to sell. You're, you're getting the post. And I'm in a great neighborhood. I'm in a great neighborhood, too. So and everybody Sue, that calls my fish, if you can get a house in my area, you want to do it because we have a great neighborhood. Well, that's terrific. Uh, then stay put, right? Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, it's nice to say you got something paid for. You oh, know what right. I mean? <laughs> right. So, well, but you know, I thought I would throw that in because that's that's important. Oh, and, it's and great I context. Could, yeah. And my family was originally from New York State, and I'll tell you what: when people come down here and they look at their taxes, it's nothing compared to most places. You know, Do, it's usually a whole lot lower. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. You know, you don't have snow removal and all of these other <laughs> services, and I, I'm very well aware of 
what they pay in property taxes up north. I, I lived up there, and I was, uh, you know, I was just always uh, um, amazed at how much the property taxes were, but, you know, effectively about double uh, up north where I live that they are here. Um, Sue, I wanted to interject that uh, uh, I read somewhere, and I can't I can't tell you the, the source, um, not just because I don't know it, but the average mortgage interest rate over time, and this is possibly back, you know, going back to the 50s or 40s, is actually 7.5%, 8%, right in that range. So we've got a long ways to go to get to, you know, uh, to even the average mortgage interest rate for a 30-year fixed. So, yeah, I think we're, we're still and pretty I, blessed. And I think Florida really has got the greatest opportunities as far as property tax. I mean, if you're a widow, you qualify for money, you know, less money for taxes. Like I said, the 25000 that everybody gets when they buy a home. You're disabled that you get a percentage off that too so right you know when you look at all the pluses when you go to buy here yeah. you, you can't beat it and know? not to mention the uh creditor protection with your homestead you know uh here in the state of florida uh, you know everything can go you know you, you don't want to be in that position but your your home your homestead is sort of a sacred asset well, and I, I will add, too, I, I think um, uh, based on what Sue shared, you know, the equivalent of that, that first-time homebuyer uh, interest rate program that she was referring to, mm-hmm. um, we have uh, a first-time homebuyer program with uh, closing cost assistance. So it's not a, a lower interest rate, but they do contribute, uh, I believe it's up to $7,500. In closing uh, costs? Toward, towards your closing costs. Wow. That'll about cover it, right? Right. Um, Very interesting. Um, all right, Sue. Thank you so much for the call. Please call again, okay? No problem. Thanks, yes, Sue. Sir. Thank you. Ha- have a great day. All right. We were talking, uh, and we've talked a lot about interest rates, and that was something, you know, when Jenna was talking earlier about uh, interest rates going up, you know, and it is quite, you know, it's kind of a bummer, right? But if we know interest rates are going to continue to go right. up, then why wouldn't we all be jumping on this? And, you know, instead of looking at, oh, my gosh, I missed it when they were at their all-time low. Right. And they're starting to creep up. The Fed has announced interest rate uh, planned or projected interest rate increases at least three or four more times. You know, that's going to directly affect mortgage interest rates. So, you know, the interest rate hikes are not over by any stretch of the imagination. Well, and I think it's it's probably like anyone who's uh, into stock investing, right? Like yeah. so many people want to time the market, right? Perfectly. They, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think interest rates are kind of the same thing. You know, and in, in the grand scheme of things, if, if we get back to, you know, uh, 7 8 9% interest rates like Sue was talking about, uh, if you have a 4.5% rate, you're probably not feeling too bad at that point, right? Right, so. right. I, I would not feel bad about a 4.5% interest rate. Uh, Katie and I were meeting with folks yesterday. They have a, gosh, it's a 4% fixed rate mortgage. They're about eight years into it, 22 years left, and they're strongly considering paying it off. They just don't want the mortgage payment. And, you know, I always encourage people, you know, that's, that's good debt. 
Yeah. That's good debt to have. You're not going to be able to replace it, especially now. Um, so we talk about timing, timing anything, timing the market in our business. Uh, we do have a lot of people that, you know, whatever it is, whatever um, outside stimulus that might impact the market or a particular position. And we always share with our people, our clients, there are so many decisions that go into uh, trying to make trying to time the market you have there's actually six you have to decide what you're going to sell when you're going to sell it and how much you're going to sell of that position on the other end getting back in what you're going to buy back how much you're going to buy back and when you're going to buy it so six decisions go into the you know getting out of the market and getting back into the market and i think there's probably a a, a comparable myriad of decisions to make in yeah real i mean estate. that's that's kind of what uh katie was referring to earlier i mean i think you know for someone who owns a home uh just talking with sue here i mean it sounds like she even with as much as her home has probably appreciated since 1985 you know she's not considering selling right now her house is paid for right, right. so exactly all right john uh we have a question from a listener um it's got some big words in it so uh -oh. i'm going to do my best uh but this is i think this is the question uh everybody wants to know all right so remember some of our listeners probably remember johnny carson putting that uh turban on and he was do you remember jenna uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched reruns. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I was with too young a crowd, you know? A bunch of but, millennials in here. But that's <laughs> what we have for you, John. You know, we'll bring one. But you're going <laughs> to need it on this. You're going to need it on this question. You need an all envelope. All right. What is your prognostication for price levels and supply and demand over the next 12 to 24 months in our area? Yeah, so let me pull out my crystal ball here. Um, you know, I, I think in the near term, you know, in the, the next 6 to 12 months, um, we'll probably see a little bit of downward pressure on prices. Right. Um, simply because rates are, are more expensive, right? We, we've heard of uh, missed appraisals because of property values. We've heard of people, you know, having to cancel their contract because they can no longer afford the mortgage uh, because of rising interest rates. You know, so I think um, it's not going to be this uh, cataclysmic downward drop in, in prices. There's a, a big word yeah. uh, in Cataclysmic response. or yeah. drop? <laughs> <laughs> I had to uh, respond to prognostication. That's um, right. Take that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I think we're going to see downward pressure on prices. I think we're going to see um, supply uh, increase with new construction. Mm -hmm. um, but I think overall, I mean, you know, we're not going to see any major shifts um, more than 24 months out. Right? Okay. I, I don't think anything's going to dramatically change, um, you know, in the next 12 months. So still good times ahead. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. You know, I think uh, we're going to see interest rates uh, on the lending side kind of yo-yo a little bit. And I like this question because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, you know, the first part of the question is, what is your prognostication for price levels? Okay. 
The second part is what is your prognostication for supply and demand levels sure. over the next 12 to 24 months? If we continue to build like we are, will yep. the supply outstrip the demand? I mean, we're at one month of inventory right now, so it's hard to imagine us being able to catch up. Yeah, and, and we talk about the pool or the bathtub being full, and it was empty. And, you know, all the contractors start building like like there's no tomorrow, and there certainly is. But what happens, you know, when that, when that water level reaches, uh, you know, the rim? You know, it's yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine us getting there, right? Yeah. Because uh, you know, some of the factors impacting new development, uh, you know, getting materials, even, right? right. We c- we can only build houses as as quickly as we can get the materials to right. to build them. So, you know, I think really it's going to take you know more like five years to right. to even catch up. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing I see, and this is where the old guy, you know, gets to give his little editorial or opinion, but you youngsters, okay, are really getting in a house earlier than, and a nice house, earlier than I ever did, okay? We we got, you know, like Sue on the phone. You know, you, you get a house, you get in something you can afford, but now, especially when I see things downtown, um, you know, these homes that are going in, and, you know, we live downtown. We walk around, we see all the, and it, it's young people. And I know interest rates have been very favorable, you know, strike while the iron is hot. And again, and this is, I think, part of the cost-benefit analysis that Katie went into, or uh, went through when she moved here from Denver. Um, you know, my mortgage payment, uh, property taxes and insurance, is actually going to be less than what I would otherwise pay in rent. Yeah. And that maybe that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're seeing a lot of people sort of uh, seriously, uh, you know, weigh the, the cost of renting, um, especially with rents being the way that they are. Okay. Um, so while we're talking about young people, let's talk about affordable housing. And sure. as Jenna calls it, real affordable housing not not what <laughs> did you say jenna? <laughs> jenna i mean yeah real affordable housing I, about a month ago or so the tiny home was revealed to pensacola like this is tiny home living i mean it was pristine 700 it was square feet for what Blah. how much uh, i think it was half that I think it, was it was half oh, of it yeah it was yeah. like 350 yeah and because it was tiny all, home living, which is becoming all the rage. If you're at Ciclovia, they had a tiny home there. Yeah. And uh, people believe, oh, it's going to be more affordable because it's smaller. Maybe when it comes to utilities. But initially, you know, the cost of building a tiny home and all the structure that goes into it, there is some cost. But people are trying to bring this tiny home living into Pensacola for affordable living, whether it's transitional, lower income, uh, you know, individuals who make less than 60000 a year, which is kind of around the price range that you need to make in order to live in Northwest Florida now, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. And John, El- John, John David Ellis, who has his ear to the ground more than any of us, 
tell us what's going on in affordable housing in Pensacola. Yeah, you have a project happening. I've been yeah. kind of staying up to I like to drive by it. I'm just, a, I'm a creep. I sound like a creep. I like drive by Bob's house. I'm driving by Mount Lily. I'm like, no, let me just go see what's happening. But yeah. I like to kind of stay up to date on it because I know individuals who really do need affordable living. So just share a little bit more about your heart behind that. Yeah, certainly. So uh, I recently purchased uh, the former Mount Lily Baptist Church on A Street uh, in downtown Pensacola. Um, it's a 4,000 square foot block building and um, had the opportunity to, to buy it from the church um, with the intention of uh, converting it into affordable studio apartments. Um, and I say affordable, I mean, obviously that's kind of a loaded term. Yeah. Affordable is relative. Um, but we're we're looking at you know sort of the the federal HUD guidelines for affordability, mm-hmm. uh, which is based off of uh, the area median income uh, for our metro. Okay. And so our hope is to convert this four thousand square foot church into six um, studio one bedroom uh, apartments, and our target is to keep them at or around uh, eight hundred bucks a month. Wow. And this was uh, recently in the Pensacola News Journal, correct? It was. Yeah. 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 And uh, so on A Street, A and where? Uh, it's the closest intersection would be A and Gregory. It's actually mid-block the building is. Okay. I know exactly where you're talking. That's that's real close to where we are. Okay. Well, great. Great. I, I didn't know where it was. I went right to the picture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should take a tour sometime. I'd, I'd, I'd love to walk you through it. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for Pensacola to continue to grow and to continue on this path of success, I mean, we, we got to think about the the uh, servers at our local restaurants that, right. that we love to go to, mm-hmm. you know, the office admin people uh, that are, you know, um, working for the attorneys and and the bankers downtown right i mean we got to make a place for those folks to yeah because you know where all of the restaurants the best restaurants or the highest concentration of restaurants i don't want to exclude anyone are where are they they're out at the beach or they're downtown and that is typically nowhere near um where somebody that works there is going to be able to afford to live and I, I say those folks. I mean, I, I, I am one of those people as a young person in yeah. Pensacola, right? Uh, when I graduated college, staying in Pensacola was not, you know, r- really a, a high desirable thing for me at the time, right? Okay. And so, you know, I think as uh, younger folks, um, you know, weighing those same options, I mean, when – Katie mentioned during the break when rents here are as high as they are in Denver, you know, that's that's a real problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you also have to take into consideration public transportation and individuals who can't afford a car on top of trying to afford rent. So having a place to have affordable housing near public transportation or close to the business that they work at within walking distance, reasonable walking distance makes sense as well. So do you feel like you need to have like a call to arms with other individuals in the area to start taking, whether it's older churches or buildings and restoring them into opportunities like this? Yeah, I mean, I think the project for us, um, I have three partners um, mm-hmm. that I've teamed up with, um, and we all have a passion for Pensacola, and, um, you know, I, I, I think 
we're hoping to blaze a trail, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Because for so long, affordable housing has been reserved for, you know, nonprofits, right? Like, oh, Habitat for Humanity, they, they've got us. They're going to address the affordable housing need that we have. And the reality is they don't have the bandwidth right. to bring the amount of supply that we need. But they are a huge player in this market. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah, and and they do a lot of great things. Tell me, um, f- uh, and if you can, okay, uh, I don't know how far along you are on this project, but I'll just go ahead and ask sure. the question. What what are these units going to go for at the project on A Street? Yeah, so the target is uh, 800 a month or less. Wow. Well, that's um, excellent. We'll we'll see if uh, we're we're able to. I mean, I I may just not make any money uh, <laughs> right. off of this project. We're holding you to um, it. I we're going to have to come down and tour it. we got about 30 seconds left. So I think it's really interesting. Is there a way that people can kind of stay on top of the progress with this project? Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have a website or anything set up yet, but um, certainly I'd hope to be back on the show. and uh, You'll be back. Trust me. Yeah. All right. We get, a, we get lots of calls and we get lots of positive feedback whenever you're on the show with us. But listen, thank you for yeah, joining thanks us. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been again, a lot of fun. this is Winning with Mainstay. Uh, I'm, I'm Bob Burgi. Our host is Jenna. And Katie is with us today. And of course, our guest today, John David Ellis of Voyage Real Estate. Thank you for tuning in and have a great rest of the week. Thanks, y'all. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. WNRP Milton Golf Breeze, Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.